All right. Welcome back. We are those Boston guys. I'm Jack. And I'm Cam. I personally am very excited to be back. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's just been we 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 wanted to do it, but we just never got around to it and now we're finally getting around to it. Yep. So, and we got a lot of stuff a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's just get started. Uh right. the NBA announced probably well, not just the NBA but also all of basketball announced possibly the greatest basketball hall of fame class of all time. Yeah. Which is headlined by Kobe, who, you know, unfortunately passed away in January. We've been gone a long time. Uh, and then KG, who is a legend here in Boston, and Tim Duncan, who personally, me personally, Tim Duncan is my favorite player who never played for the Celtics. Oh, yeah, I really like – I like that whole Spurs team. Tim Duncan, Parker, Manu, like Kawhi on that team. Um, Yeah, Kobe – KG and Tim Duncan are the big three of that class, and those three in one class is pretty stacked. I forget who the rest were. They obviously were great basketball players because they're in the Hall of Fame, and I I don't snub them, but I just unfortunately cannot remember their names. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's complete. I mean, the class itself is like completely stacked, but it's pretty crazy that Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett all made one class. They're three of the greatest to like ever play the game. Kobe's top three of all time. Tim Duncan's one of the best power forwards. And Kevin Garnett was a beast both in Boston and on the Timberwolves. But not in Brooklyn because we stole all their draft picks. Yeah, that that was one of the biggest subs. They, uh, they gave us all of their draft picks for the rest of eternity for one and a half combined years. For one year of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and then half a year extra of Kevin Garnett. Yeah. So it, it didn't work out well for Billy King and uh, the, the Russian guy. Yeah, we got some good picks. I think but we got I, Brown and Tatum from those picks, right? Yeah, and also we traded the last one for Kyrie. Yeah. Which, uh, should have been amazing, but, you know. Yeah, it didn't work out. Um, Eddie Sutton was one of the other guys, and Rudy, uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, both coaches. Tomjanovich for the Rockets, and then Sutton. Um, he led four different college schools to NCAA tournament. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a couple of WNBA players. One of them was in the ESPN horse competition, which Tamika? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tamika Catchings. I think it was uh, kind of a bust. Mike Conley won, but it was um, – I don't know. I it's just like it wasn't that interesting. I mean, it was the only sports thing on, so I watched all of it. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't think it was very entertaining. Yeah, ESPN, I mean, there's not – the MJ doc is perfectly timed because something people are interested in, but there's nothing you can do live that people are really going to like. And Yeah. Horse is okay, but just wasn't interesting enough. Because literally everything's canceled except WWE, and I've I don't think I've ever watched anything. I don't think I've ever watched more than two minutes of WWE. Yeah, I'm not a big wrestling guy. I saw Ennis Cantor's win and Gronk's win, but only the clips of them winning. I did not know Ennis Cantor. He did. He did it in Madison Square Garden where he used to play, and he 
the guy won and they, he was like celebrating. And then Ennis Cantor jumps in the ring and tackles him and pins him. And they give Ennis Cantor the belt and he lifts up his shirt. He's got a Celtics jersey on underneath. He gets Are you serious? I didn't know yeah, that. No, 100% serious. It was like right after he signed. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I did not know that happened. I knew the Gronk one, of course, but. Ennis Cantor is uh, a very funny guy. He's friends with Taco, who yeah. everyone loves. Everyone loves Taco. And the Celtics. The, the Celtics really like each other this year. Like, yeah. They had a ton of chemistry issues last year, but now now they all like each other, and we're doing better than we were. Yeah. Kemba Walker is not as talented as Kyrie Irving, like just playing basketball-wise, but he fits so much better and has such a better attitude than Kyrie that I would take Kemba 100%. Yeah. Um. The, the Bruins were also having an amazing year. The um, And I apologize if you can hear my dog, both to you and the, the listeners. My dog is barking at something. That's but um, the Bruins were also ha- having an insane year. They were the best uh, in the NHL. Yeah. And uh, somebody, like, scoured the rule books once this whole coronavirus hit, and they found that if the season is canceled, they give the Stanley Cup to whoever had the most points, which would be the Bruins. Yeah. And said – he really wouldn't accept the trophy if he did that. Yeah, even I, even as a Bruins fan, like it'd be cool and all, but you can't. It would, I guess, it'd have to go to official records, but like, has to be some kind of asterisk because they didn't get a chance in the playoffs, and best team doesn't mean anything. Just look at last year's. Yeah. Tampa Bay got swept. No one seeds advance. Like, it's just anything can happen. So yeah. Yeah, and a lot of, I don't really notice it because I guess it's because I just really like hockey. But a lot of non-hockey fans have told a, have told me that playoff hockey is just like a completely different sport. Yeah, like I, I just love all hockey, so I I don't see a difference. But apparently, people who don't watch a lot of hockey do. Um, I've the thing. I think about playoff hockey is that, like, so much more, like, intense. Every goal can make or break a series, and it's just not the same feeling as regular season. I don't, as well as you, don't see too big of a difference, but a lot of non-hockey fans just don't watch that much in regular season and only watch, like, the playoffs, which I can respect. Yeah, some um... – Sometimes every goal doesn't matter. Like, uh, I personally was lucky enough to go to Game 7 against the Maple Leafs last year. Oh, because yeah. My uncle had made, like, a joke. Because that the last two was, like, 7-4 to four or something like that? I don't know. The last two playoff series against the, the Maple Leafs had gone to seven games. And if it had gone to a Game 7, it would have been in Boston. So my uncle says, if it goes to Game 7, we're going we're gonna to get tickets, like, as a joke. But then... We won game five on Easter, and then we won game six. And on Easter, he was there. He's like, crap, now I'm going to have to buy tickets. And so my, my mom comes to me the next few day, in the next few days, and she says, would you want to go to this game? Because originally my mom and my dad were supposed to go, but my dad is like, no, Jack can take my spot because he, he just wants to you know, be yeah. a good He's been to Bruins playoff series, and he he has a jersey of a Bruins player from 
the 80s or 90s. His name is Jay Miller. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But he, my dad wears the Jay Miller jersey to every, every Bruins game he goes to. He's worn it for like 20 years. Really? It's still in amazing condition. But um, he let me wear it. I was the first person to ever wear it that wasn't my dad. Really? That's so pretty I, cool. I wore, I wore my dad's Jay Miller jersey to the game. And we actually got like box seats. My uncle had some pretty nice seats lined up. Yeah. I, I think it was 5-1 at the end of the game. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it was 5 yeah. It was Patrice Bergeron. It was an empty net. It was 4-1. to one. It was an empty net at the, the end of the game. And Bergeron had the, the puck, and he was going up. <laughs> the time was ticking off the clock. And he scored, like, right as the horn sounded. And the concern wasn't, like, did we win or anything? Because, like, obviously we won when we're up. I do remember that. Yeah. Three goals with 30 seconds left. And they, they review it and review it. And then finally they say, no, he scored with one second left. And we're all, like, going crazy. Actually, at that game, I looked in the box next to me. And there was Marty Walsh. That's awesome. That's sick. So I actually got to meet Marty Walsh at, uh, I think it was the second intermission. Really? That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Not only did I get to go to a Bruins playoff game, but I met the mayor of Boston. So I'm, uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. One of, one that's of my awesome. achievements in my life. All at right. The end of the future, some seasons that didn't go so well. Um, the Patriots lost their all-time QB, Tom Brady, and we are very, very, very sad. What do you think? What do you think about their situation right now at quarterback? Well, there's, there's all the rumors of Andy Dalton coming here, which uh, by the time this podcast is up, he'll probably have signed somewhere. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Um, but Andy Dalton just got released, and there's all the rumors that he's coming to the Patriots. And I, I, I don't like personally it. don't want it. I he's, think Andy Dalton is very underrated. He's he's mediocre at best. He's he's led them to the playoffs a few times, but he hasn't won. Um, I really I think Stidham has a lot of potential. I think that's great value in the fourth round last year, and I think he deserves a shot. Um, obviously, I heard like. Reggie Bush mentioned it, but obviously Rodgers became available some way because of that trade. That, that was really questionable, the Packers trading it for Love. I like Love, but I don't know if he's the right fit for the Packers or when they ran Rodgers, I'm just not sure. But if we could anyway grab him, that would be great. And Deshaun Watson is actually one of the favorites for our quarterback next year. Yeah, I was surprised when Bill O'Brien um, when Bill O'Brien exercised the fifth-year option on Deshaun Watson because Bill O'Brien, as seen by this offseason, I don't think he's the smartest general manager in football because he's the general manager out there. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's the smartest general manager. Some people will use uh, much more harsh language. but um, Yeah, Bill O'Brien's not exactly the best. I thought that Bill O'Brien was just going to keep being an idiot and not exercise that option. And Deshaun was going to come here in free agency when we have like a hundred million in cap space. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here at the betting odds posted by the score one month ago. And the best odds right now are Deshaun Watson at plus 350. And then Stidham, 
Trevor Lawrence right after that, which is interesting. I would love Deshaun Watson. I, in my opinion, he's the second best quarterback in the league besides Mahomes. And really, yeah. you think he's better than Lamar? I do. I. I think Lamar is Lamar, going to get hurt, and he's not going to be that that's good. The thing. He's a running quarterback, and everyone was talking about all his like quarterback like throwing stats and stuff, and how he had a really good season with touchdown passes. But the only reason he's getting those throwing numbers is the threat of his legs. It's not like he suddenly became an elite throwing quarterback. And I would just, I think, although he probably has more talent than Watson, one knee injury, one leg injury, and he can be done. And I just don't think he can throw the ball well enough to be a quarterback with not that much mobility. But, yeah, so in 2021, the Patriots would uh, have $100 million in cap space. And some of their free agents, I, I don't think they'll resign. Joe Tooney, who we franchise tagged, I think – I think he's going to leave for some really big deal because he's very, very good. Yeah, sort of like a Van Noy situation. Hightower is 31. Um, I think he'll retire. I don't think we'll bring That's, him back. I don't, think, I don't think he'll play anywhere besides New England. Yeah. He'll either um, We've got Sanu. Sanu, yeah. he's going to be very old as well. He's 32 now. Yeah. Um. Jason McCordy definitely. I I think he's thirty four. I think we'll give him a one year deal so he can retire with Devin. Hmm, that's interesting. Because Devin signed for two more years. Uh James Devlin was supposed to be a free agent that year, but he retired this year instead. Yeah, I love James Devlin. I have his jersey and everything. Uh. James White is going to be – he's 29 now, so he'll be hes be 30 by then. I think he'll stick around. I, I don't know how much he has left. I love James White. I don't know if he's, if he's that much. I mean, he's only making $4 million a year, so if we get him on the same deal, maybe he'll stay. Honestly, I think he could even get a pay cut in the way. He's very old for a receiving back. Four is a lot, but – yeah. I wouldn't mind him at four. He's he's been a pretty big part of our team. Um, Rex Burkhead, I pro, I think he'll retire. He's thirty one. That's yeah, over and back. Um, David Andrews, our center, who was out all year because of uh, blood clots in the lungs. See, I blood really clots like- in the lungs is not exactly great. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something. He's committed to coming back, but if. If he's going to retire for health-related reasons, then that's the only time I see him retiring. Yeah. I think he can have, like, a Pro Bowl season. Devlin yeah. will have a Pro Bowl season. Devlin, Devlin was one of the best fullbacks. There's not that many, but he was definitely up there. Some I, guys I, I on our defensive line, Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler, they're also free. What about, what about J.C. Jackson's a restricted free agent? He's, yeah. he's He did really good last year. I think – I mean – Behind um behind Gilmore, he could be our cornerback two this year. Yeah. I guess maybe McCordy. He could be fringe three. But Brian Hoyer I think he's a lot of talent and I think the Patriots should definitely keep him around. I think Brian Hoyer will retire at the end of his contract because he is 
35 years old and I feel like he won't get another job. Yeah, the stint with the Bulls didn't, but I say Bulls. I mean, Colts didn't exactly work out. Yeah. And then Jakob Johnson is a exclusive rights free agent. I I don't I don't really know what that criminally means. Criminally underrated. Jakob Johnson is I, I think he's a good replacement for James for Devlin. Devlin. Yeah. From Germany, we got him through the international player program. He was like the first guy. Really? I actually have not heard of that. He is I thought he was very good in the one game that he played and then he like got a shoulder injury, was out for the year. That's why we had a Landon Roberts at fullback. What about um Vital though? I think I don't know anything about him. Yeah. All I know is he's here. And he used to play in Green Bay. Yeah, I think I think they're they're definitely covering Devlin's loss well because Devlin was a big part of that power run game. Yeah. When you went with like him and Legarrette Blount in the backfield a few years ago, that was pretty scary. Um. All right. What do you think about the NFL draft? I, I really like the draft. Joe Burrow, my grandfather was a really big Joe, for, Joe Burrow fan and somehow thought that we could get him in some way. But obviously we didn't because Cincinnati wants a quarterback. And Andy Yeah, this Cincinnati wasn't giving up that pick. I, I don't mind Burrow. I think he's a little overrated. I think LSU is one of the most talented teams. You have two first-round skill players. And Clyde's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I still think he's the fourth best running back in the draft, in my opinion, behind Taylor Dobbins. And why is that name Swift? Um, I don't really know. I guess the Chiefs took a chance on him. And then obviously, Justin Jefferson was the fourth best receiver. Yeah. And then they have another receiver who's probably going to be an early first-rounder next year at LSU. So I think he was surrounded by a lot of talent, and that's going to be a big drop for the Bengals, who have not that much. I mean, I guess we'll see, but it's going to be tough for him. And then Christian McCaffrey just got that really big extension. Yeah. Highest big running class ever. I'm not. I think he's their entire offense. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. But then someone who I think is going to have a worse season than the Pats, you actually have to look in a different sport and about 30 miles away, except I don't know if that number's correct. Uh, Fenway Park, the Boston Red Sox. They have not had a good season. Last year was disappointing. Mookie's gone. We have JD, I guess. Um... Pitching's very, I don't know, it's a toss-up. It's inconsistent. Yeah. Um, but Steve Pierce actually announced recently, a couple days ago, maybe like a week ago, that he is officially retiring from baseball. He kind of unofficially retired at the end of the season. He was a free agent. And he, he didn't yeah, play. that's what happens a lot of times. But now he's, like, officially gone. I I really liked him. He, he had he that one game. Didn't he's even World Series MVP. Yeah, he's very good. He 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 just popped off that playoffs. Yeah. Um. Another question. Back to the um draft, the NFL draft. Yeah. What do you think was the um biggest steal and the um? What do you think was the 
stupidest pick. Like the biggest deal in the pick that was probably pretty stupid for any team. Uh, who did the did the Cowboys pick CD Lamb? They did. Yeah, I think I think he should have gone much earlier. And I feel like I remember watching the draft and Jerry Jones and um and Mike McCarthy were laughing because I think and a lot of people think that it's because they knew they were stealing this receiver from the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles obviously do not have any receivers. They got they got um they yeah. I mean they got Jalen Rieger, which I don't know. I think Jefferson's better, but CeeDee Lamb, I don't think the Cowboys had any plans to take him. And then he just fell in their laps. It was a case of he's here, so why not? I like the pick. I feel like they have very good uh they have a very good offense. Will they do anything with it is the question. Because, you know, they had a very good offense last year and they went eight and eight and missed the playoffs. Yeah. I know. Um, maybe with a new coach. Jason Garrett got a lot of heat last year. I wonder how he'll be with the new coach, but I like Jason Garrett. I uh I don't think he ever led them to anything. He he got them like what, one playoff win? But um, there was yeah. all these stories about how he's just a really good guy, but he's not, he, he, you know, he's not a good coach. And if yeah, when you have Zeke, Amari Cooper, Dak, you got to do something with that. You got to at least make the playoffs. If you're a good man, but you're not a coach, you're uh, you're not gonna have a job. So you yeah. know, unfortunately, I mean, he it's not really unfortunate because he's probably a millionaire. So, yeah, you know, millions of dollars to support your family. Then. You're uh, you're all good. Um, what do you think was like the worst selection? Like someone. Worst selection. Yeah. I don't know. My dad is. I know my dad is very critical of the uh, the Patriots selection, their first one in the draft, number thirty. What was his name? Kyle Duggar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the Division Two player. Yeah. Cornerback. Yeah. But I was talking about how safety, safety. we got one good safety. At, we got one good year out of Malcolm Butler. and He was a Division two player. So if we only get one good year out of this guy. I mean, we got a Super Bowl. Butler. Well, yeah, but that was one play. I feel like. Yeah. But, I mean, it was an amazing play. But, like, if you – it wasn't necessarily that Malcolm Butler was the, the reasoning behind that play. Yeah, still. So good player. Um, yeah, I'd say for me the best selection. I'm trying to. This is definitely a little biased because I'm a big Wisconsin fan, but I still think Zach Bond. There's a couple mocks that had him going late first round. He was supposed to be a second round pick. Went to the Saints at 74. And I just think, as an outside linebacker, who's one of the NCAA sack leaders at Wisconsin, who's had some pretty good edge rushers, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, um, I think was a steal for the Saints. And the worst pick, I think, um, I'm going to say the – um. The um, Chiefs at 32, I don't mind the running back, and I think Hilaire's a good player. 
But there's so many – there was a few better running backs out there. And I think someone like – I would say, even though Jonathan Taylor is my favorite running back in the class, I'd say someone like J.K. Dobbins would be better fit for the Chiefs. Hilaire reminds me a lot of Maurice Jones-Drew, and I just don't see him fitting in that great with the Chiefs' offense. I mean, I feel like the Chiefs are – they're very good as it is. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. And their yeah. their offense isn't that old. I think the oldest one is Travis Kelsey, and he's like what, like twenty seven. Yeah, they should they could have done defense at that pick, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Uh, the Saints signed Jameis, so he could possibly be their future. Yeah. I don't think he will be. I feel like the Jameis signing just confirms that Taysom Hill is the future. I felt like they could have built around Teddy Bridgewater kept Bridgewater as the as the future. No, I, I like Bridgewater's a good quarterback. Um I don't think his ceiling's that high, but I don't think his floor's that low and I think he'll be a good starter in Carolina. I think he's better than Jameis. I do too. Jameis is very I get he had a lot of touchdowns. Thirty picks is not what you want. Yeah. I think Bridgewater's gonna be quarterback around like the sixteenth, seventeenth rank. Or maybe even in the like twenties, which is fine. I think Carolina got a good quarterback, but we'll see. Uh, they, still have, then, they still have Greer, right? Uh, Will, I don't know. Yeah, they do have Will Greer. Huh. I wonder they if they got Cam and they traded Kyle Allen to Washington. Huh. Kyle Allen, who famously killed my fantasy season by uh Yeah. Good, and then I picked him up, and he threw four interceptions, and was never good again. Yeah, he had again, a too. They still have Kyle Allen too. They do. No, they traded him to Washington. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's starting there. He's no, no. It's gonna be Dwayne Haskins. I I didn't like what I saw of Haskins last year, but can't. Alex Smith could come back though, and they're they actually ESPN made a documentary about Alex Smith, and it drops. The night that we're recording this, which is um, I don't even know what day it is. Um, May first. Yeah, it's May first. Decision day for Adam Silver, who said that he wants to keep the NBA season alive. See, yeah, but why Alex Smith? Like oh. he's kind of random. I mean, nothing. He's against. still on the roster, and he. I like I like Alex Smith. I I was actually angry when they traded him to Washington and said, we have faith in Mahomes. Of course. I started Mahomes. Remember that? I started yeah. in week one. I ended up being wrong about that because Patrick Mahomes is now a Super Bowl MVP. So I yeah. will I will say that I'm wrong. Mahomes, he surprised a lot of people. But yeah, circling back to the Saints and their future, Drew Brees is obviously, what, 41? And he said that when he retires, he signed a deal with NBC to be on their broadcast team. They wanted him on ESPN because their booth is famous. Yeah. But I, I really like Drew Brees, and I'm ex- I, I want him to win an MVP before he retires because I feel like he deserves it. I feel he like does. he's one of the best he's quarterbacks always- I'm he has always been a very, very good quarterback, but it seems like he's been consistently like 
the second or third best quarterback in the league throughout his career, which is very impressive, but he's never really been at that MVP level. But he's he's a great quarterback. Yeah. San Diego should never trade him. LA now. But San Diego when they trade him, so they didn't trade him. He left in free agency. He did? Yeah, they they Oh let him. yeah. I was thinking about the um what's his name? Um other situation. I don't know why I got them mixed up. Were you thinking of Brett Favre in Atlanta? Um I was thinking about the um the Eli Manning situation. Oh yeah. Because he was taken by San Diego in the trade, but yeah. But he actually didn't he demand a trade, Eli? Yeah, because he him and his him and his father were like, no, he's never playing for San Diego. Yeah. It kind of hearing stories about Eli and his and Archie's demand that they don't play for San Diego. It, it reminds me a lot of Lavar Ball, where he just has like he is his son's agent, even though they're now represented by Jay Z. Yeah, that's such a that's such a Lavar Ball move. Jay Z, not exactly sure Jay Z is the best sports agent, but well, it's not Jay Z, but it's his company. Yeah. Mm. Um, some people, this pandemic has have died. Um, I don't know if all three of these people have died because of coronavirus. I know that Cat's mom did. Um, yeah. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Towns. Um, Tom Dempsey, who was the kicker from the Saints, who had one foot. He, he got it. He. I don't know. I don't think he got it. Oh. Okay. I don't know. He had something wrong with him before, though, and he was like 82. He he was a world record holder, or he was an NFL record holder until Matt Prater broke it. Yeah. They actually changed the the rules of him because of him. SB Nation has a good video about it. The rules of what? The rules of kicking in football because he had one foot, so he had like a specially designed shoe. Oh yeah. He had like Tom Dempsey was definitely interesting. Didn't he have the record for a little bit? Yeah, he had it for like no. a lot. Everybody, a couple people like tied Who hit the sixty-four yarder in Denver? It was Matt Prater, who's now the kicker in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the Manning tree this. Manning for Rivers. Ooh. That's I mean, around the same except Rivers doesn't have a Super Bowl, Manning does too. Yeah. Willie Davis, who is a Hall of Famer and he played for the Packers in the 60s, also died. Not sure if that was coronavirus. Uh, I just have him written down on my notes. I feel the need to mention that he died. Yeah. And then uh, another thing that is gone forever is the XFL. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, Willie Davis. Um. Yeah, he... um. He had, he had been hospitalized with kidney failure, and it's pretty sad. He was a very good player. Back when the Packers were um dynasty, he won yeah. three championships, and then he was the first two Super Bowls. But, yeah, um, obviously those deaths are very sad, but I, I am also very sad about the death of the XFL, which is um, – 
It was no fault of their own. Like the original yeah. XFL, the Alliance of American Football, those died because of poor management. The AAF, poor management. Tom Dundon, that wasn't – they gave too much power to him and he just took it to the NHL. Well, that's because um, – what's it called? Um, they had an investor. His name was Reggie Fowler. And he he gave like $800 million or whatever to start up the league. But then after week one, he pulled his funding because it turns out he's been running this like fake bank cryptocurrency scam. Oh, that's not great. And yeah, he was like hundreds of millions of dollars in debt and he got arrested for it. And they actually, back in January, they gave him the opportunity to plead guilty so he could get like a reduced sentence because he had already pleaded not guilty. But they made an agreement with him so he could change his plea. And then he just didn't do it. He pled not guilty again. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. He's facing up to 70 years in jail. So then they were 70? like... Yeah. Wow. So the alliance was struggling, and Tom Dundon said, I'll invest. And then he, yeah. he ended up killing the league because they had no money. He just took control of the league completely. Yeah. I liked that league. And then I liked the new XFL. And had... the XFL, it's just you need a full season's revenue to move on. They just didn't get that. Yeah. It was, it was a very good product. I really liked it. There was one game between my team, the uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and your team, the DC Defenders. Yeah. Where the the defender it was in Washington, and the Defenders fans made uh, a beer snake, where they just took everyone's beer cups, and from the front row to all the way in the back of the stadium, they just made a snake of cups. Really? Yeah. That's what that's what they were focusing. I think on. I actually did see that. Yeah. Instead of the game, they were focused on the beer snake, and that was. Very good. I, I really thought that was very entertaining. Yeah. And unfortunately, the XFL has filed for bankruptcy, so they're coming back. And Oliver Luck actually filed a grievance against uh, Vince McMahon, the commissioner. Uh, Oliver Luck was a commissioner. Really? Yeah. Because of wrongful termination. Wow. That's not a great situation. Yeah. And then actually, when we were reviewing our notes, I told you there was a fact that I wasn't going to tell you until we were actually recorded. Oh, yeah. Because I thought you would be so interested in this. I don't remember where I got this, but I have this written down. And I remember when I figured it out, and it was just awesome. So the Red Sox lost Brock Holt in free agency. And Brock, Brock Star was amazing. He's the only hitter to ever hit for the cycle in a playoff game in the history of the MLB, which is like over a hundred years old. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He was, he was just like a great utility player. I remember there was this one story. Um, Brock Holt was out with injury. This was his last season in Boston, but uh, Brock Holt was out with injury and uh, Mitch Moreland hit a game winning home run. So there was a tweet and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have a tweet in front of me, but it's basically Brock Holt walks into the clubhouse with an ice cream twist and he's, he's just licking his ice cream and he walks by Mitch Moreland and he says, Hey Mitch, my mom says good hit. And then he really? turns around and walks out of the clubhouse. Dude, that's pretty funny. Brock Holt, Brock, Holt, Brock Holt was the past. Jarrett Stidham is the future. Yeah. I like Stidham's personality. 
the thing I about Brock Holt, though, dude. Brock I went, Holt to, and I went to a game where he hit like five doubles. Brock Holt and Garrett Stidham are linked because they went to the same high school. They did? Yeah. Somewhere in Texas. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Did they really? And Stidham, Stidham, I've my confidence in Stidham has grown. Uh, they put him in the Jets game, and he threw a pick six, and that really, that really didn't hit, sit well with me for a while. Steven Villa, yeah, I know. But now I've really grown to like him. Yeah, I think we can get the wild card seed. I definitely think, I definitely think we could. I definitely think we can make the playoffs, especially now that it's seven. And then before we wrap this up, I've done a little like what if I was Danny Ainge in my head? And I think, I think that this is all hypotheticals because it's all dealing with the future and you never know what's going to happen in the future. So I think that the Celtics can acquire Giannis in free agency in summer of 2021. And I'm going to tell you how. Go ahead. So I think that if they don't make the finals this year, he won't sign his extension. They'll say, build around me or I'm going to leave. And so they might do something, they might not. But if they don't make the finals again, I think he's going to leave. And I think that the major contenders are the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat if, like, Wiggins doesn't get traded and Serge Ibaka gets some money from the from the Raptors. Yeah, the Warriors are definitely one, too. But I can't even imagine Steph Clay, to be honest. That's just... I, I don't want to imagine that. But they'd have to trade Wiggins because Wiggins is on the, uh, the Derrick Rose rule rookie maximum. And he Draymond's also making a ton of money, but I don't think. How did he earn that? How did Wiggins he earn that? He got it from Minnesota. They basically paid him to get better. They're like, we'll give you all this money if you get better. And then he got worse. And so they tra- – I mean, that was a dub for Minnesota. D-Lo and Cat are going to be good. Yeah. But I think Giannis has talked about how he wants to play with his brothers. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Thanasis is already in Milwaukee with him. But they've assigned him to the G League a lot. So he's not a starter out there or anything. But I think we could trade. Originally, I thought Javante Green and a draft pick to Milwaukee. Because we have we have a lot of draft picks in this upcoming draft, which we don't have. Dude, we, do we, we have that one that was uh, – um, let me look it up. There was one I remember looking at last year that was like the Grizzlies one. Yeah, we have the Grizzlies like pick as long as it's in the top six. I remember it was top eight protected last year, top six this year, and then next year, if we don't get either of them, it's unprotected. Yeah. But if, obviously last year they got the steal at number two. If Memphis makes the playoffs with Ja, which they might, um, then – they obviously can't get the number one through six selection. They wouldn't be in the lottery. And even if they are in the lottery, they'd be very low odds. So hopefully, if they do miss the playoffs, hopefully they get between seven and 14 so we get their pick. But I don't, I don't really think we need that pick. I think we have a lot of talent. And we also have Milwaukee's first rounder, which is guaranteed because they're not going to be in the lottery because they already clinched playoffs. Yeah. Well, uh, we have that's gonna be a late first round. We have um, 
Philadelphia, we we might get Atlanta's pick, but we're not going to because the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks would have to go to the conference finals for us to get their second rounder. Otherwise, it goes to Philly. Oh, well, it's a second round pick. So it's looking like Philly's going to get that. Yeah, but it's Atlanta, so it's going to be low. So it's going to be like 33. You're right. It would be like, well, not if we got it. So that's that's a miss right there. But we do, because Kemba Walker came here in a sign-in trade, we actually got Kemba Walker. And the less favorable pick between Brooklyn and New York, so probably Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets second first rounder. rounder or second rounder. Second rounder. Oh, okay. And the Knicks would get, or Philly would get the Knicks second rounder. So we could have had, if Philadelphia wasn't involved in these trades, we could have had Celtics have three first round picks right now. Knicks first round picks, which would be like less than forty. Yeah. We have our pick, Milwaukee's pick. Uh, Brooke, uh, uh, yeah, New York's pick and Atlanta's pick, all between like twenty-five and forty. Yeah, I mean, at that stage in the draft, after the lottery, it's more like you're taking a lot of hit and miss players, hit or miss players, and if you can get four or five of those in the draft, the odds that one of them will hit and become a starter or role player is pretty high. So, but yeah, so we have our. So we have three first-round picks if Milwaukee doesn't get one through six. And we also have Brooklyn's second-rounder. But if we make it to the second round, we have to give our second-rounder to Charlotte because that's what they got with Terry Rozier. And, um, yeah. but yeah, so that's four picks that we don't need. I don't know why Charlotte isn't in the best position, taking on Rozier's contract. I guess they have Devontae Graham, but... Rozier's contract wasn't exactly yeah. So actually, due to the the contract rules, if you're over the salary cap, which every team in the NBA is, uh, you're not allowed to trade more than acquiring 125 percent plus 100 thousand dollars of the contract that you're trading, which Javante Green is paid too little for. So we're not able to trade Javante Green in a pick to Milwaukee for the for the Nassis. So I say we trade Vincent Poirier uh, instead. He's a um, he's a G leaguer, right? I like him. He's not technically a G leaguer, but we assigned him to the G league a lot. I actually went to a main Red Claws game, and it was oh yeah. Good. But um, I feel like he's expendable because he's not in the top rotation. I like him, but if we have to trade him to ultimately get Giannis. I'll take that. But um, another big contender is Miami. And I feel like... Miami's been making moves silently. Bam, Jimmy Butler. It's pretty good. uh, Joel Embiid posted something back in February. And he said, um, you either die as a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain or something along those lines. And Jimmy Butler says, I know oh, a place. messages. So Jimmy Butler responds, I know a place where villains are welcome. And it it's it turned into this whole like speculation. I do think that if Jimmy there is, and Simmons aren't the best fit. I think that there if if there is a, a conflict between Embiid and Simmons that they'll trade Embiid. Which yeah. I don't think is the right move, but I think that's what will happen. 
So maybe they could send Andre Iguodala back home to Philly so he can retire as a sixer where he spent the first eight years of his career. Except Iggy, Iggy wasn't too like. Iggy for Iggy is very, very one-sided. They really like Iggy now because he's a champion, but they didn't really like him in Philly, so I don't know if he'd want to go back to Philly. Yeah. And know. also, as you said, that is a very one-sided trade because Embiid is... I think if they got Embiid, maybe Bam would go. I'm not sure. It's tough. Embiid's a good player. But they'd have to trade a big contract like Iggy. Bam isn't making a lot of money. That is true. But I'd say maybe they'd throw an Iggy for the contract and then give them some young pieces. Maybe like Tyler Harrow. Yeah, so back I to... Hate. I hate Tyler Harrow. Back to the Celtics acquisition of Giannis. Um, his other brother, Kostas, is a two-way player in Maine. And I don't know if it's all two-way contracts, but I know that all the two-way contracts that I've seen are one-year deals. But uh, So Kostas is a free agent. So I think we let Tremont Waters go because we can never let Taco go. Letting Taco go is like the last resort. You either like destroy the earth or you let Taco go. Then you let Taco go. And only then. So we let Tremont Waters go and we sign Costas to the other two-way deal spot. And then Giannis sees that his two brothers are here. And Gordon Hayward is also a free agent in 2021. So Gordon, I say we let Gordon walk for Giannis. And I feel like Gordon, even though he's very deeply connected to Brad yeah, Stevens, will understand because, you know, it's a business. And I'd, he's probably enjoyed his time here. We, I've enjoyed him here. But I would gladly take Giannis Tedekumpo over Gordon Hayward. Definitely. Giannis is a monster. All right. Um, we probably have to wrap this up soon. So, um, yeah. you want to say? Um, no, I think we got a lot of stuff. We should try get another episode out in about a week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. The movie um, pod probably dropping with this one on our YouTube and soon to be Spotify. Maybe, and, uh, definitely we'll within a day, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, but we'll see. So hopefully we can pump out more of these and it doesn't take, what was it, like eight months to do the next one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully no more delays. Hopefully we get we start going. And uh, yeah, please listen and share. Uh, yeah, if you like it, drop a like. Um, share it. I don't know. All right. Thank you. Thank you.